Welcome to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 152, and I'm so glad that we do this on a Thursday because we have a ton of stuff to talk about from yesterday's Nintendo Direct. We have some other stories to cover, but uh, in light of such an awesome event going on, I decided I need some help doing this podcast, and uh, so I've brought Dalton on. What's up, buddy? Hey, everybody. How you doing? I almost couldn't make it, James, because I got invited to Smash. Oh, that is... You didn't tell me you were going to do that. You've already hurt my feelings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a sick way to start the, the, the direct, right? Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, thinking that it was going to be um, maybe some Xeno Chronicles 2 DLC or maybe like, an ex- like some sort of expansion, but uh, no, it was totally Super Smash Brothers. Did not see that coming. No, and they they played it it pretty well because that looked like more because if you noticed during that they switched character models like that was there was a Smash version of Pyra and Mithra and then there was like the beginning of it which looked like Xenoblade Chronicles two, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean obviously they already did DLC for it that was a while ago. I don't know what I was anticipating. I was hoping that they were just going to do a direct sequel and do more. There should be. I'd be fine with. Yeah, they 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 that's really a, hurt me. <laughs> that's that's a series that I've been meaning to dive into. Um, I I hear nothing but good about it, but I just haven't uh, dedicated the I don't know three hundred hours or so that I need it, for them. For two games, you just need three hundred hours. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take. Um, no, it's and, and of course, if you want to get into. It, X, and if you really, you know, you've played Xena Saga and Xenogears, is that correct? No, I've never played any of them. Oh, okay. That, you don't have to. They're not connected like that. Um, oh, so, okay. okay. You know, you got your Switch, so you could play the main two, but uh, yeah, that's they started things off well. And, you know, Smash, people should be happy, you know, and, and at the end of the day, I should be happy too. They just, they started it off just like they were making some sort of announcement. The very first thing you see and yeah, they they, <laughs> they well, put him in Smash. <laughs> I'll tell you this: after that announcement, and then maybe the second announcement that they had done, which I think might have been Fall Guys or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I just turned off the comments for the live video on YouTube because, dude, people were being so—I don't even know—not even nasty, but just so like people, I guess. <laughs> like they yeah. were just tearing it apart, and I'm like. Why? Why why are you guys mad? Because they were... I guess every time I see a new DLC character come out for Smash Brothers, it seems like people are more so not happy with it than they are happy with it. Or maybe I'm just looking at the negative. I don't know. No, I think you're correct. And uh, Just speaking, I don't have any skin in the game. I don't care about Smash. But it's like, what do people want? I mean, there's, what, 100 <laughs> people? Who else could possibly be in this game at this point? Yeah, I know, right? And it's like, I remember people getting mad that they added all the Fire Emblem characters. But again, like you said, it's like they're pretty much drawn at a well here as far as who they can legally put in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's they've got to be running out of, I don't know, disk space at this point. <laughs> How much more could they could they throw in there? But yeah, I mean, that's the comment section. And I don't even want to know why it's an event like that, your comment's not going to be read by anybody. There's so many going on at a time. It's just... Whoo, whoo, it oh, scrolls yeah. up before you can even see it anyway, so I yeah, don't know the point. 
very hard to focus on actually yeah reading a whole sentence <laughs> it is so let's uh we uh i believe this is a jrpg podcast so we'll even talk about a few jrpgs <laughs> but yeah that 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 was the beginning of it and i guess the big one that i want to go to first and i think i've seen the most people kind of talking about it is project triangle strategy is that kind of where you think we should go yeah yes the uh the octopath tactics is what i thought it was going to be <laughs> <laughs> which would have been a better title than Project Triangle Strategy. But, yeah, Square Innings kind of threw it out there and hadn't really heard about any rumbles about this one, but it's a tactical JRPG that uh, they're calling this the latest entry in the HD 2D series for the Switch. It's going to launch next year and immediate, uh, not only Autobot Trailer visually-wise, but it definitely has a Final Fantasy Tactics vibe. Yeah, it, it reminded me of uh, the older... Um, fire emblems as well almost like with the like the strategy uh gameplay of it yeah i mean it looks phenomenal don't get me wrong um i think it looks really good i think people are really excited about it and they can check it out right now did, did you did you download the demo and check it out or was i talking to somebody else who did that i did download it but i have not had a chance to play it yet. okay um i think some people had already um Obviously, there are a bunch of people I'm sure have downloaded and checked it out, but you can do that right now on the eShop, even though it's not coming out until next year, and may even have a a different title. They are saying this is the working title. And what was your comment when we were we were talking during the during the direct? Like you thought that was not a great title for it. Uh, I said, yeah, I said the title was very strange, but luckily it says working title. And uh, <laughs> you you were quick to point out to me that Octopath was also a working title until they just decided to go with it. So I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, then. And, I mean, I guess that one's at least a little bit better. I mean, this one's just garbage. This cannot be the name of this game. Yeah, I mean, could you really take it that seriously? It's like game of the year, RPG Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> Are you even trying any more Square Enix? I mean, <laughs> just put it out. I don't know. Call it Triangle Strategy. We'll go with that. Good job, Bill. <laughs> right? Like, they could have just called it, like, the Polygon Plan <laughs> or anything. I just, I don't understand why you would call it anything Project. Like, don't put it out to the public until you at least have a name for it. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's like if you want, you know, your uh, Steam Machine podcast, you're just going to call it, uh, we're just going to call this the podcast for a while till we can think of a name. No, that's kind of important. You should think <laughs> of that first. Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But maybe it's one of those situations where they're not super far along, so maybe they want to get people's input on what they're considering for the battle system. But then again, it looked pretty fleshed out. Yeah, I, I mean, it looked a lot further along than I would have anticipated a game that's just got announced. And, I mean, to the point where you could release a demo that's, as far as I know, is, it works. So, <laughs> I mean, that's... It downloaded relatively quickly. I can't wait to check it out. I meant to do it last night, but it ended up falling asleep after I played, like, hours and hours of Final Fantasy twelve. But that's another discussion. <laughs> that's, that's for a different day. Like, I don't know, Sunday? We could talk yes. about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, uh, this Sunday, I'm going to... Bug James to come onto the Steam Machine podcast and talk to me about some Final Fantasy XII with me and Ryan. Should be fun. It should be. I might have an opinion or two about that one. We'll see. Um. Yeah, I can't. I can't <laughs> wait to hear because I've got my own. Believe me. Excellent, excellent. So uh, Triangle Strategy. I mean, obviously, it does have that Fire Emblem uh, feel as well. Um, kind of. Uh, let's see. Was it? You will bolster one of three convictions: unity, morality, or liberty. 
Um, they talk about this like a big war between uh, salt and iron. So at least they're kind of doing something I've not heard of before. It does sound, you know, unique, not the same old retread game. But I, I definitely, if you guys want to check out the trailer for it, it's over on the YouTube channel. Check out the demo. Let us know what you think. And uh, is this something you might be picking up at some point, Dalton? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I loved what I played of Octopath. But shocker, I didn't beat it. But uh, no, surely I, not. I really liked the way it looked and how it played. So another game by this studio. I mean, I I gotta give it a shot. And I like how they're uh, focusing on like battles and incorporating elevations and making that different type of thing actually matter. Because there's some strategy games that you play that it's just a flat board. You know, yeah, so it, it'll be cool with hills and going upstairs and having to possibly maybe if you're fighting on the stairs. Maybe they'll make it to where you have disadvantages or advantages. Yeah, it, it should be uh, it should be interesting for sure. See how in depth they go with it. Now, are you a a, a Final Fantasy Tactics guy? Never played it. Okay, I never played it, but I really liked uh, Fire Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it was. And then that made me try a couple of the older Fire Emblems. Uh, I can't remember the names right offhand, but I really enjoyed that style of gameplay. So if it's anything like that. I'm all in, uh, and I've heard nothing but great about tactics over the years. So, yeah, it seems like that has it's universally beloved, and it's kind of like, well, we're not going to give you another one of those. So here's this, and <laughs> like it or not, because you're not getting another tactics game. Yes, but they gave us three thirteens. Thank you, Square Enix. Oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a rant for another day as well. We'll we'll, we'll spare people from that. <laughs> um, messed upness. So yeah, that was. I feel like that was the biggest um, JRPG announcement. Kind of uh, shocked everybody. Of course, there was a new uh, Monster Hunter trailer rampage. Um, I I think we were kind of talking back and forth too that while this may not be our style of game, the game looks phenomenal, especially for the Switch. Oh yeah, when I was watching that, I couldn't believe that that was like switch footage. I was like, "Wow, that's impressive." Yeah, you, if you'd have just, you know, if this wasn't a Nintendo Direct, you'd have assumed that this was on either PC or PS4. I mean, it they've gotten everything they can out of that little system, and I kind of wish I was into that type of thing because it does look like a lot of fun. But I just I've never been into any of those Monster Hunter games. Yeah, you know, I got. I've done it twice now. I've gotten the Monster Hunter for my 3DS, and then I got Monster Hunter World on my PC. Mm-hmm. And they just sit there, downloaded, but <laughs> not played. Because I'll get in there, and I'll run around, and I'll kill some monsters, and I'll kill something, and I'm like, man, that took two hours. <laughs> I am not satisfied at all. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, but I mean, there's progression and stuff. It's one of those games, though, I feel like if you had a group of friends that was like your crew and you guys went out and slayed monsters together, it would probably be fun. Yes, I feel like this is those type of games that lend towards that, whereas I think me, at least I can speak for myself, I'm more of a solo gamer, so it's not really going to appeal to me as much. Yeah, uh, other than MMOs, usually I'm pretty much a solo gamer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this one comes out worldwide for the Switch on March the 26th. You can check that trailer out on YouTube. There's been so much media for this game, so it's it it's ready to come out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I've, I've been hearing you talk about it for months now. 
yeah, it's they've. I don't. I mean, Switch is obviously there's not been a Monster Hunter on Nintendo one in a while since the 3DS one. So I think people are going to be really looking for this. This thing is huge in Japan too, so I can feel like this will sell really well over there. Um, yeah, it's ready to come out. So I want to. Uh, what about Legend of Mana? That remaster is coming out to PS4, Switch, and PC on June the 24th. Um, I'm kind of mixed on the Mana. I'm a huge secret Mana fan. I love the Trials of Mana, but this one I I skipped on PS1. Did you ever play it? So, like, maybe six months ago, I bought Legend of Mana on the PS3 store because they have have the old games and downloaded downloaded it and then was like, all right, when I get a chance, I'm going to play this. And then I started our podcast and haven't touched <laughs> my PlayStation 3 since. So I, I own the original one, sort of. I mean, you know, on the system, but I don't physically own it. But And, yeah, never touched it. So I was excited to see that it's getting an HD release. Uh, and I see that it's coming to PS4, Switch, PC. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you are definitely our you know, one of our PC, uh, <laughs> uh, beating the drum for the PC releases. So that's always a good thing. I, I, like I said, I got no problem with it coming to multiple systems. I think it's the more people that can get their hands on something like this, the better. Um, and it's only going to be twenty nine ninety nine. I always like to see, and um, this game does not deserve to be full price. So that's a good price point for it. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I I've been, uh, kind of happy with some of these JRPGs that have been getting remakes lately that have been coming out or even just remasters that have been coming out at like 30 to 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, it's better on my wallet. <laughs> it's good on everybody's wallet. <laughs> uh, this one, yeah, this is just the latest in line of, of, of remasters that we've seen. Uh, this one first launched on PlayStation back in July, 1999. Um, I, I didn't play it at the time. I think I might've owned it even. So even my, you know, even back then I had backlog problems with games I never played. But um, <laughs> it it looks gorgeous, like that hand drawn style, and yeah, they have I done was, a really good job re- redoing that. I was just about to comment on that. I thought this game looked beautiful. Like I love the the color patterns and just like you said, the art style, the cutesiness of the graphics. But it almost looks like it has room for something very sinister. Mm-hmm. Because usually in these worlds, when they make them look cutesy. Like there's something very evil going to happen. Is what I've learned in these JRPG games. Because they make Absolutely. you appreciate your surroundings and then want vengeance for someone destroying. Well, I was I'd forgotten about kind of the story with this one. I watched the trailer. It's like you know, actually, you find out like the the world is empty and like you've got to repopulate it, build towns, and and do all that fun stuff with it, and you can control a little bit of where stuff goes and how it's built. But yeah, I mean, it looks like. They took Secret of Mana and they obviously updated the graphics to to look like just a, a painting come to life. It's incredible. Yeah, dude, they did a, they did a phenomenal job, and the sprite yeah. work too. The sprite <laughs> work is really good, especially on the bosses. Like I'm looking at this uh, bone dragon looking boss right now in the screenshot, and it is just it's so well done. Yeah, they. They uh they they did the work on this one. I like to see stuff like that. And got a little bit longer to wait. It's uh, right now. She's saying it's going to come out digitally on June the twenty fourth. Um, maybe limited run or somebody will put a, a physical copy of that out for people. But as of right now, it's just digital. So that'll that'll alienate about half the people looking forward to this one. Speaking of physical copies, I know it is not a JRPG, 
but I have a few friends that are very angry to hear that there's a Switch version, uh, physical edition of Hades coming out because they've already bought the digital and they are physical, like they want the physical, and now they're like, well, man, I don't want to buy it again. <laughs> and I'm well, like, you're going to have to. <laughs> I was going to say, there's other people in the same Discord are like, oh, yeah, we'll be buying that. We'll be buying that again. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that is always... The, the thing you run into if you if you really like a game and you go ahead and dive into it digitally and then it comes out later like do I have to buy this again to get a copy of it <sighs> yeah I, I mean yeah. I don't know what to tell people that's that's the it sucks but what are you gonna do tis life my friend now it, uh, I don't like mean to skip around too much um <laughs> did you did you along with me think that neon white was gonna be something jrpg like it sure did look like it when it oh. when that trailer first started i was like oh what is this what is this <laughs> and then it went to first person shooter style and i was like oh all right yeah it i mean it obviously it looks like a jrpg through and through if you just look at the screenshot and then at the beginning like you said it, it certainly then all of a sudden yeah first person shooter with like cards or something yeah, like that soul cards or yeah <laughs> i'd so I don't even know what it's trying to be. The, now, I will tell you the thing I absolutely loved about it was the uh, the voice in it was Spike from Cowboy Bebop. So nice. I was like, ooh, I'll at least pay attention, but I'm not going to play you Neon White. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just I was just saying that like when it started off and it was saying um, that the game is, you're like, you're, you're an assassin in heaven. Like mm. my my brain was like, ooh. That could be a Shin Megami Tensai plot, but it, yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about that elephant in the room. So we were talking beforehand about what we thought. You know, I'd put the post out there. What are you looking forward to from this direct? And that's the obvious answers. We've not seen any gameplay from Shin Megami Tensei Five, and we still haven't seen any gameplay. Still none. Or, I mean, and not not even there. Like not a trailer. Not even a mention of the game. I waited with bated breath for a whole hour. Nothing. <laughs> you you Nothing. sat through uh, No More Heroes and Splatoon 3 and Plants and Zombies. Splatoon and... 3 was the worst. <laughs> that was the worst one. Because... because it was the ending, so you thought maybe they're going to show it. <laughs> Why end on that? I, don't, I mean, I know it's a popular game for the platform, but I don't care. <laughs> you know me either man in my opinion it would have been more effective to end with mario golf because that's like the return of a series that's been gone for so long exactly we'll talk on more on that for in a second but for oh yeah, yeah uh, no rush yeah uh <laughs> the direct <laughs> was supposed to be focused on games coming out in 2021 right and they they violated that with stuff like splatoon 2 and a couple others but does that does this worry you that the game is not coming out. Shimming Gun by Tensei Five this year. Uh, it's got me worried if it's coming out at all. To be honest with you. Well, that's what we've been saying for years that <laughs> it, it wasn't going to come out, and then they finally show a trailer for it. And I don't know what to think about that game. I really don't. And could you even say it was like it was like a teaser trailer too? It didn't even mm -hmm. show anything. So it might be one of those situations like where they showed Final Fantasy VII remake. And then what? Six, five, six years later, it came out. More than that, something. Yeah, like. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was that first one was a PlayStation Three um, tech yeah. demo, basically. So there, you, there you go. 
I mean, obviously we know a new Switch is going to be coming at some point in time, and maybe they're like, let's hold off on that until, you know, this new more powerful system comes out, but you got to figure they're pretty far along in the development process. You would think. Like, you would really uh. think so. I mean, they've got what they want to do. Like, they've got all of these games that they've already done. They know the style that they go for. So, like, what's really, what's holding them back? I mean, I understand maybe with the virus and manpower being low, but even still, it's been, how many how many E3s ago was that that they showed that, or Nintendo Directs? I mean, it was like two or three years. Well, this it's been a long time since. Um... Then they announced it, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I was thinking it was near the beginning, like they kind of near when Switch was kind of getting going. That they're like, "Oh yeah, it's coming." And that that's probably true, man. I my brain is just like blends together times. Uh, I, I I apologize for that, but man, like <laughs> I just am, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And if I get Persona Five on PC before I get Shin Megami Tensei on the Switch, I'm gonna feel like. What what is going on? Well, like I'll go ahead and say you're going to. So, um, if that's yeah. true, so yeah, there there was the, you know, there's I've only seen it on that site, like you said. So, I, but but I've got my fingers crossed, brother. Fingers. Yeah, we can crossed. go ahead and we can go ahead and talk on that. So yeah, that's not like a satire site, is it? That's a real <laughs> website. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, that's a real website. <laughs> okay, because I don't know if you read the article, but that last line was totally funny. That so we're oh, talking yeah. about an, an article that Persona Five Royal is coming to PC, as and a... um, yeah, the, <laughs> exclusively to the Epic Store, which you know they just got <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. And so, what was the last line? <laughs> uh, the, the last line was something like, uh, "A date has yet to be announced when this game will be released on a platform that people will actually want to buy it on, or something along those lines." <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious, that, which made me think that maybe this isn't real. But yeah, I've so that was I I forget the name of that website that it was published. I never heard of it before, and I'm not seen it on any other website since then. That would be huge news. So I I, I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah, I know, but man, did it get me pumped up yesterday? <laughs> yes, you were you were beyond fired up as as people should be, and I know you were you were you were just jabbing at me. You weren't really uh, <laughs> uh, oh, throwing yeah, in my was, face or anything, but no, I was jabbing at you because you're always making jabs at me about the PC master race. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we're getting that. Eat that, James. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, it's like I said, I I am perfectly fine if everybody gets the game. I'm not cool when y'all get it and we don't. That's that's weird. <laughs> it, that is a little strange. I'll give you that. It is. So hopefully that comes true for, for all you fanboys out there. You can play it all modded and souped up in 4K or whatever <laughs> on uh, running at 1,000 frames per second or whatever you play at. I don't know. but it, It'll be uh, buttery smooth. I'm sure. Well, it already was, so I can only imagine how much more it will be. Um. Other ones that were going out that there was, it was kind of weird. There was a Bravely Default like mini trailer in the direct, and then they were like, "Stay tuned after after the direct for the full final trailer." Which that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it, why not just show the whole trailer during the direct? <laughs> I, so the trailer was kind of long. It was like four minutes. But like your your direct is going on for fifty five minutes, you can't throw that in there for like your next big marquee title. I don't, I don't get that one. I mean that that Splatoon three uh, 
there at the end was like I don't know, it felt like five minutes. I don't know if it was exactly that long or not, but so the, I feel like they could have given more time to Bravely Default. It looks pretty uh, cool. I the only Bravely Default that I played was I got Bravely second for my 3DS. Okay. So and and I never played the first Bravely Default. So I went into that game kind of just guessing what had happened, and I I didn't really enjoy it all that much. But I think it's because that was supposed to be like a sequel of sorts, and mm-hmm. I had zero idea what was going on. Um, but I thought the battle the battle system was interesting with the whole like saving up the. Uh, what, what were they called? I know they weren't charges, but it was something like that, where you could save them up or use them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally the name. It's you save up your brave points, or you default, which is blocking, um, to save up. That's so right. That's right. It's it's a very cool mechanic. Like I got the first one, and when I played it, I didn't love that idea. I just wanted to play it, you know, straight up, <laughs> like an old school JRPG. And you do have to use that system quite a bit if you want to be successful, especially in the boss fights. Um, but I just think the Unreal Engine in this game is is really pushing the Switch to its limits. I think it looks really, really nice. Oh, yeah, the, the visuals were fantastic. fantastic. So that one, yeah, we only got a few more days to wait for that one. I think there's nothing really new in the final trailer that's just showing uh, probably more than people want to see. Square Enix is awesome for doing that. Uh, <laughs> just, just just get the game out guys we don't need a trailer each week for these stuff um, a game that people uh, especially on my uh, YouTube channel that people are going crazy about and they can't wait for it is Saga Frontier Remastered and I don't like I haven't played any of these games so I don't really know but people are really excited for this thing to finally come out and it was supposed to come out in the summer and as part of the direct they announced that it's actually coming out April 15th. So the rare push up in release date. I, I, I give them a little golf clap for, for such a move. That's cool. Ab- absolutely. That is a seriously rare thing. <laughs> like, like in, I was shocked. In the, day of, in the day of postponements, these guys are the shining star of like, <laughs> n- nah. Nah, we know it's good. You can have it early. Yeah, so Square Enix finally giving some redemption to itself. They're like, yeah, we're going to... And the developers had actually talked about this a few months ago, that that the whole process was going extremely well, and they might even be able to push up their timetable, which they did. And then it's coming out for for everything. PS4, Switch, PC via Steam, uh, (laughs) iOS, and Android on the 15th, and it's only going to be $24.99. So I think this is going to... People were just beyond ecstatic about about this announcement there's some uh, saga fanatics out there i wasn't aware of and they they came out of the interwebs to to make it how happy they were about this game coming out so uh quick a quick question for you sir quick sure you. um did they show a trailer for crayon shinchan or is that something from maybe like the japanese direct it could have been i don't know that one um the name of it is Crayon Shinchan Ora Tahakasi no Natasuya Sumi. Oware nai nano kakan no tabi. Is that the train game? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is no. a lo- long name, sir. It it. I don't think that would stick if it did come over here. It's um, Shin- oh, it's Shinchan. Like it's Shinchan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew I recognized that, and then I saw the picture of him. I'm like, oh, okay, I know who that is. Yeah, I've only seen it briefly, but yeah, they, that was not a part of it, and uh, Caligula Effect 2 was not a part of it. There was, I guess, a Japanese one, and then there was one for us. So 
that's the ones that I know of were. So yeah, people. I'm sure people are gonna be really excited about that, but uh, don't know if that one's coming this way or not. Uh, it doesn't look like it. Not, <laughs> not, not everything in Japanese does not uh, bode well for coming over here. No, it looks like the cartoon. It's incredible. Like you, you wouldn't know that this wasn't. I guess anime, not cartoon, but <laughs> um. yeah, yeah. It, it would uh, just just like South Park. The South Park games look just like South Park. They did it. Mm-hmm. They looks just like Shin Chan. That's really cool. Yeah, we'll have to see if. Yeah, obviously, it's, if it's for the Switch, you can still play it. So, no, doesn't wonder, matter. I wonder why Caligula, Caligula Effect Two wasn't announced. Is that I, just that's a JRPG, isn't it? But I guess it's I, not popular over here. It's you know, it's one of those niche ones. It's even within our genre, it is a little bit lower down in the tier. Um, you know, we got the first one over here, so I can't imagine this one won't. They trademarked uh, the logo a few weeks ago, so it was rumored that it was coming. And yeah, it was officially announced for PS2 and Switch, but I don't know why. I guess they just couldn't put together an English trailer, so they didn't do it that way. That's all I can. That's all I can guess. That makes sense. Um, there's a ton of information over on Gamitsu, and I shared it on our on our socials. But that's one is June 24th in Japan. So, you know, they got a while before it's even coming this way. Maybe we'll get something on it later. Yeah, well, I'll cross my fingers because I think I played a demo for the first one and it was cool, but I never got super into it. Mm. It looks cool. Uh, it's it's, it's a few Ryu, so they've done some other ones. It, it looks like you know your standard high school. Um, looks turn based, so I'm at least uh, interested in it. <laughs> yeah, that was always one that jumped out at me. Uh, that and Akiba's Trip, I think it's called, or Akiba's yes. Beat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anything about those games, but I always see the names of them, and I'm like, "Hmm, I need to try those one day." Yeah, one day. <laughs> Akaba was definitely another one that you know it just got announced coming up here, and I, you know, I follow them and I, I talk about them. But Akaba in particular was too weird for me to want to get into. I don't know. <laughs> I, there, there's some things that are just a little too Japanese even for me to <laughs> to get. Oh, I know to it, get dude. Behind. I, I play, yeah, trust me, the Neptunia series, I, I get you. <laughs> some, some of the stuff in those games, I totally understand what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we deal with. So that was all as far as JRPGs were concerned. And so, I mean, that's not bad, all things considered. It's, it's really not, um, I wasn't anticipating a ton. It would have been nice for Shin Megami Tensei Five, but maybe they're just kind of, We'll, we'll see about that one. But for us, the biggest star of the show was the return of Mario Golf. Absolutely. <laughs> as soon as that as soon as that came on, I was just like, "Yes!" I just yelled at my computer because <laughs> like I've been watching my dad enjoy everybody's golf so much, and I'm like, "Man, I bet he, I bet he would like Mario Golf too." Because it's fun to like you know just sit there and play a couple holes with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to get on that Mario Golf trip. Absolutely. I've, I've never played a Mario Golf, but Oh my goodness. I, I always wanted to. I didn't have the systems though. Like uh and my GameCube died while I was away at camp one week. I I left on uh Twilight Princess because I hadn't found mm. a save point. Yeah. And it killed my GameCube. But so I never got to try any of like the Mario sports games really. Um but I really, really liked the way this looked. It mm-hmm. looks right up my alley. I'm like I want to golf as Luigi all day. Luigi is fun. I always forget Yoshi because that's my boy. Um, but yeah, you're talking GameCube. That Toadstool Tour game, we played it uh, to death 
basically. You get some buddies together and play Mario Golf. Um, I know there's a JRPG podcast, but it's it's okay to be uh, <laughs> hyped up about games. This this one looks and feels like the older everyday, you know, everybody's golf, Hot Shots yeah. golf games, which I feel like the newest Hot Shots completely got away from. Um, but this has got some of the vert, uh, some of those mini games that the new everybody's golf has it in as well with running around and speed golf and the, the speed golf looks fun. <laughs> I can imagine getting four friends together and just trying to outrun one another and go do all the golfing. It'd be fun. It will be. And then there's like, you can create your own character and level up, you know, get better stuff. Um, there's, so there's, you know, RPG elements and everything. And this is yeah. not, not close to that, but yeah, this is coming out. Ooh, Mario golf, super rush coming out on June the 25th. So, we may get a bunch of idiots together and play this one. <laughs> It'll be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I might even try to talk Ryan into picking it up. Maybe. We get now, him. Uh... <laughs> there were there were a couple games that stood out to me that I'd like to talk to you about with that yeah, weren't we can, necessarily we can wrap JRPGs, but, you know. Um, the Famicom Detective Club. Yeah, that was I, interesting. I thought that's really cool, man. That was a Famicom disc system series. Like Which I hadn't even heard of before, to be honest. But. I don't, I don't, I don't think it came out over here. Okay. You know, I think it was a Japanese only thing, and they have remastered it, and they're re-releasing the two games. Now they're two separate purchases, but of course, yeah, you know, <laughs> they, they got to make their money. But they looked really cool. They're like, uh, they reminded me of the Ace Attorney series almost. Mm-hmm. That's that's the first thing that I thought of, which is weird because isn't there an Ace Attorney game now remastered coming out, but not for the Switch? I think I heard that the other day. I know there's the Ace Attorney trilogy, but I haven't heard anything about a new one. Um, yeah, that, that's that. what that's, that's cool, what though. it is. Yeah, yeah, the Ace Attorney trilogy. Yeah, I think that came out recently, uh, within the last year, I believe. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. So yeah, that's um, um, Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Heir, and then The Girl Who Stands Behind. Yeah, the girl who stands behind, which is a strange name. It is. <laughs> might, that there may be some translation going on there that we, may, they may, uh, but that's coming out May fourteenth worldwide for thirty four ninety nine each. So kind of a Pokemon uh, deal there where you got to buy both of them separately, maybe to get the whole experience. That's what it seems like. And then uh, the World's End Club, which when it first came on, I'm like, is this another World's End with you type of game? But then I'm looking at the graphics and I'm like, well, this looks like Danganronpa. It is Dankin. That's the those people, and, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. sure enough, yeah, it is the it's the people who did Danganronpa, and it's their new game, which uh, says it's going to launch physically and digitally May twenty seventh in Japan and May twenty eighth in the West. That's weird. Waiting a whole day, <laughs> a whole yeah, <laughs> a whole day. <laughs> but uh, the 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 limited physical edition looks like it comes with some cool stuff: an art book, looks like a little coin, a statue. Yeah, it looks awesome. I guess uh, NES America is putting that over here in the West, and yeah, it's got a very unique something about it's. It's one of those murder mystery type deals, isn't it? Where everybody starts dying. Is that what's going on here? Uh, if it's anything like the Danganronpa series, I would assume so. Yeah. Okay. I would assume so. I I need to watch the trailer again, but mostly what just stuck out to me was the art style. And, yes. And. It had me confused all the way to the end, to the point that I wasn't even paying attention to what they were saying. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like what I should have been doing was listening and I would have found out what it was but you know <laughs> I think that's what they want you to do like what is this <laughs> and then and, st- and keep watching but yeah actually pay attention would be not what they would be going for 
But no, I, <laughs> I, I just have two more. Um, the first one is Metopia. That looks interesting. Um, interesting, yes. I am not sold on it, but the whole that you can create me or uh, me's and then like make them different people. So like if I could create you and make it the villain if I wanted to, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, it, and it's got like a turn-based little battle system to it. So I kind of think it's like you know my first JRPG type experience where get some new players into it, introduce them to some mechanics, and yeah, kind of use the. Um, the old, the old me idea of you can take the images and with the switch that's pretty cool and put your put your mom as the the bad guy or you know make yeah. a party of your friends I think that's incredible that should get some people into it yeah for sure and then uh, the the DC superhero girls Teen Power like mm-hmm. I was like I was like oh that's cool finally like giving a game out there for like the little girls that wants to go beat up bad guys and stuff I thought that was pretty cool. It does look cool. Like, I mean, and I think that was kind of what the direct was all about is it kind of hit everybody. Like, boys, girls, <laughs> old, new, uh, Japanese, American, everybody had some game in there somewhere. Yes. Um, there was maybe a little too much that <laughs> <laughs> maybe could have been a little more focused. But um, so the only one that I want to talk about, and it may not be. The big announcement, I think, overall was probably that Skyward Sword is coming HD remaster for the Switch. Yeah, I would assume so. I never played that one, but I heard good things. Me either. And, and bad things. See, I never heard anything but good about it. Um, and I only had a... I think my, it, The Wii was such a weird system, right? So um, my parents had a Wii. Um, <laughs> my, my in-laws still have a Wii, but I never had one. And so I never played this one and I hate to be like Debbie Downer about it, but I don't think it looks very good. Yeah. It, it looked like a Wii game <laughs> for sure. It, it, they did, it didn't look like that. They HD'd it up much. No, no. I, I guess I was hoping that if they were going to do that, and I think we were talking about this before that you said it looks more like a port. Um, I would have yeah. preferred them to actually kind of redo it like they did with uh, The Last Zelda, right? Um, yeah. I mean, they had to, obviously, because that was a Game Boy game. <laughs> but they redid that one, but they kept it exactly the same. I would have preferred them put a little more time into it. And I think this was purely a, we know Breath of the Wild is, is a way, Breath of the Wild 2 is a way off. Let's give the Zelda fans something. Yeah, and I, I know people... That when that trailer first started, they were really hoping it was going to be like a Wind Waker remake, yeah, or me too. you know something like that. But no, it was Skyward. So I did, I did like that they added that you don't have to use the motion controls; that you can use buttons too if you'd like, or swing the sword with the stick. Yeah, that makes sense to have it both ways. That I'm fine with that. Um, like I, said, I just wasn't blown away. I'm like I didn't play it, and I heard nothing but good things. So maybe it's something I'll check out down the road, but. Yeah, it's 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 coming and it should hold people over at least for a little while. Yeah, but I, dude, so I'm reading through the list one more time. One that stuck out to me that is the one probably besides Mario Golf and Project Triangle Strategy, whatever it was. Uh, besides those, the one that hyped me up the most, Samurai Warriors Five. Okay, I'm a, I'm a huge Warriors fan, like Dynasty Warriors and all of those, and I've 
played a little bit of the Samurai Warriors version, and it's more of the same, and I love it. <laughs> so when I saw that there was a new one coming out, I was like, yes, give me hordes of enemies to slash through. It looks cool. Like, do you dig that new art style that they did? Yeah, it's uh, it's different, but I I like it. It reminds me of uh, is it Val- Valkyria Chronicles? Valkyrie Chronicles? Yeah, that's in cell shaded art style. Well, it may not be, but it definitely rep- looks like it. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, like the uh, like drawn almost mm-hmm. the hard edges on the characters and the uh, the shading. I guess they had to do something different. I mean, they've been making the same game for twenty years, so got to do something <laughs> yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, man. And there's been all kinds, man. You got you got Hyrule Warriors, which is the Zelda version of a Warriors game. You know, you got Samurai mm-hmm. Warriors, you got Dynasty Warriors. Uh, at one point, you had the Gundam Warriors. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's wild. Too but many warriors. I just I love that going in there as your character. You know, upgrading your weapons and just mowing through. I in I think it was Dynasty Warriors nine. My highest kill count was just. Almost a hundred thousand. So like, you can really get up there if you want to. You destroyed the entire country with one dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On one level, it was fantastic. So that one doesn't have a release date yet. Um, they're saying this summer uh, for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam. So yeah, there's. I know there's that trailer out there for people to to check out. It looks pretty cool. Um, I've I've played I think Dynasty Warriors two. When PS2 came out, and that was my only real experience with the series, but um, about it, to get into a Warriors game, uh, wh- you what's coming out for you tomorrow? What is that game called? Hmm. Oh man! So <laughs> yes, sir. I don't hate per- you at all, Dalton. By the way, Persona Five Strikers <laughs> is coming out on the twenty fourth, and I got the uh, Digital Deluxe Special Steam Edition whatever it's called and it came with some stuff and uh along with that stuff it came with it came with uh four days early i get to play four days early so hopefully on the 20th i will wake up and be able to download it and sink my teeth into it that sounds so i'm i'm super jealous i'm gonna i'm gonna hold back how i really feel about you and uh, just, oh, you can, you can tell me on my on my show. You don't worry. <laughs> your, your your show's a little less PG, so maybe I can really let you know how I feel about the whole situation. I I mean, I'm not mad at you. I just think it's kind of a, a silly move, you know. Oh no, I I completely understand where you're coming from. That's <laughs> like that's like if a, a new Pokemon game came out and they were like, by the way, it's coming out on PlayStation, and you could play it a week early. Sony players and everybody on Nintendo would be like, what? <laughs> They would literally just overrun Tokyo in protest. There'd be nothing left. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I love it that's coming to PC. That's fantastic, but it's just weird. That's a weird move. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it, and you'll have to let us know um, how it goes. Check in with your uh, weatherman report for us. Oh, yeah. I will absolutely do that. Awesome. I I think that's about it. Um, we covered a lot of stuff. Um, I think it was a good show overall, like we said. Like maybe had a little bit too much and left a few things off the table, but um, maybe directs are back now. You know, they took almost a two-year hiatus from them. They did the mini ones, but it'd be nice to see those come back and a little more often, perhaps. Yeah, man, it was nice to hear that snap again. <laughs> 
yeah, there was a lot of snapping going on, uh, which they always do at the beginning of their trailers anyway. But um, So just random topic. How long until we see a next Switch model? Oh, I bet that they announce it during the maybe like late summer mm-hmm. and maybe a Christmas release or maybe shoot for sometime next year. Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing plenty of power left in the system, but it's got to be getting close. I would assume so, man. I mean, it's been a few years, and Nintendo's usually pretty quick. I mean, it didn't take them long to release an updated Switch with better battery yeah, and all of that, so I'm sure that they're working on something new. Seems or like maybe just a, just a pro model, at least. I, I can't imagine this, this thing is going to have too much tread left on the tires. Yeah. Now, what would amaze me is if they could come out with like a handheld system that could handle even 2K. You know what I mean? Like wow. Yeah. The uh, WHD, I think it's called. Okay. Um, it would be really cool if they could do that. Um, even if that's docked, you know, if it was 1080 handheld and you could play 2K docked, like that would be really, really sweet. I don't see them being able to pull off 4K with a system that would be handheld unless they I don't go either. away away from that route. And it wouldn't even matter, to be quite frank. When you're got a screen that small, uh, it doesn't matter. It's it's condensed so much anyway. So, yeah, but yeah, it would be nice to have 2K docked, or I guess 4K, even though it's 2K, but that's semantics. But yeah, I, 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 I feel like 4K would set something like the Switch on fire. It would, it would just laugh at you in Japanese or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, if that's all you have and that's all I've got, we'll uh, we'll wrap up this part. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe that's it, man. I uh, cool. I look forward to talking to you this weekend about some Final Fantasy twelve, sir. Yeah, yeah, I have look forward to that. Um, we'll get your kids out of the room before you listen to our talk on Dalton's podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, our our show is uh, quite quite explicit at times, and I apologize ahead of time for anything that may offend your ears. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to talking with there. Thank you so much for coming on, Dalton. Anytime, um, man. Thank you, thank you. We'll uh, we'll be back after. We'll pause it for just a second and be back with the rest of the week's stories here on the JRPG Report, episode 152. All right, mega kudos, thanks to Dalton for joining us for our uh, big, big look back at the Nintendo Direct. There was a lot of information there, so I hope you guys. Enjoyed all that silliness and maybe not as in depth <laughs> as some of those uh, things as might have normally gotten, but uh, I thought it was fun to have a back and forth conversation about it. And uh, as more information is revealed, we will pass that along to you guys. We've got some other stories that came out in the past week that I kind of wanted to highlight here at the back end of the podcast. It's going to be a long one this week if you haven't already <laughs> noticed. Um, this came out. Um, I think a day after we recorded last week, but uh, it was announced that 505 Games will publish the Rabbit and Bear Studios developed uh, Eodin Chronicle under Heroes. Uh, if you recall, it's been a while since we had any information about this game. Um, the Kickstarter-funded RPG is planned for a 2022 release. Um, it's coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, this partnership should just make things a little bit easier to, uh, get things out, uh, across the globe. Um, I would imagine Rabbit and Bear, uh, they're 
obviously brand new and just starting up and do not really have the capability to do such a thing. So 505 will uh, hopefully enable them to do that a bit easier. I, I, it's one of those announcements that you, um, you got to figure is coming with a new studio. They just, I mean, what are they going to do? They can't, uh, they're going to have their hands full just making this game, uh, let alone uh, putting it together. There was a partnership announcement video that I shared over on our YouTube channel, if you'd like to check that out. But hopefully this is going to be um, a very good development for the game, and uh, we'll get it in our hands um, sooner rather than later. Um, the other kind of big one that came out not too long after we got done uh, talking was, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, Naoto Nokoseki will launch for PS4 June 24th in Japan. This is the um, action RPG, I hesitate to say spinoff, but it was a, another series from Falcom that um, kind of is in the same semi-world as The Legend of Heroes, but not connected, if that makes sense. Um, all the Falcom games are loosely connected. You'll see some... Um, names that are the same and, and stuff like that. But um, anyway, uh, this one is coming out June 24th. Um, it will have a uh, two-disc soundtrack that goes along with it, so that's always uh, cool. Uh, this, uh, this is from the publisher itself. It says, Naoto Nokoseki, an ambitious entry in the Trail series, originally released for PSP in 2012 that adopts an action RPG-style gameplay, returns to PS4, as the latest entry in the Kai series, which are the enhanced ports of older Falcom games. In addition to new illustrations for the main characters, new illustrations have also been added for each of the characters that appear on Remnant Island, where the game's story is set. Graphical elements that have been significantly enhanced, including dedicated illustrations for event scenes and other visual aspects. There are various other updates that take advantage of the PS4, including 60 frames per second, high-definition image quality, and high-quality background music and sound effects, making it more accessible than ever before. There were images that went along with this, and uh, if you recall my original um, thoughts about this game, it didn't look so good. Now, I was pretty much looking at the PSP version of it, so yeah, it's not going to look that great. These um, new images, at least, I haven't seen in action yet. The images look pretty good. Um, they did a good job really making this look uh, kind of like a, a PS3 game um, would look. Maybe PS4, you know, earlier, but... Um, it looks a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to. It definitely has like an uh, earlier uh, first couple games in the Ease series um, feel and look to it. Um, I originally was hesitant to say this would come over in the West. And like all Falcom games, there's a uh, not great chance it's going to happen. I'm a little higher on that. Um, if... If you're going to put a percentage, I'd say it's up to about 25% now. It seems to be they're putting some money behind it. It has a release date, and anything is possible. Um, again, with all Falcom titles, it would take something like NAS America to make that happen. So we shall wait and see. But uh, I think I made a slideshow. I, I think I made a slideshow for this and put it on the YouTube channel. So if you're interested in checking out those images and seeing kind of what this game is all about, I'll invite you 
over there where you can uh, check out the newest uh, character trailers for Akaba's trip, Hellbound and Debriefed. This one focuses on the, uh, I think these are the two law enforcement officers in the game, um, Sadako and Ryuji. Ryuji was in like every game. <laughs> Dude gets around. Um, Sadako? Satoko? Satoko is an agent of Nero, which is the National Information Research Organization, an organization that hunts shadow souls that threaten the peace of the land. She is the liaison between the protagonist and the organization. And then Ryuji, who has an extra U in his name, is uh, Toko's superior and a key figure of Nero. How does his existence intertwine with the protagonist's story, it asks. So I kind of threw those two, actually, instead of making them separate, I put them together and then put it on the YouTubes. Um, there's a new trailer. As we've gotten one each of the past few weeks for Maglum Lord. This one is, I guess it's Moave, M-A-U-V-E, and uh, appears to be some sort of robot. Um, not sure what's going on there. We don't really have any information other than that. And it's a new character trailer. Of course, this is all in Japanese, leading up to its uh, March 18th release in Japan, so if you're interested in this title, you can check out the third character trailer for the game. Two games have hit a very ambitious milestone of 1 million sales. Uh, Trials of Mana shipments and digital sales topped 1 million around its 10th month after release. It's a pretty cool um, announcement. Uh, I, I guess I anticipated that it wouldn't, you know, sell that well, and it has. I believe it's still... No, uh, it, it's not on sale anymore, but um, yeah, a million is not, a, is not a number to be scoffed at. It's pretty cool, and I think it bodes well for the future of the Mana series. I would love to see a brand new game in this series. I, I think it's well overdue, and using this engine would be, that'd be just fine with me. The other one that went over me and was Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Uh, kudos to uh, to them for... Everybody knew that this game, when it got re-released, because it was going to happen at some point in time, that it would sell well, and it has. Um, to commemorate it, they put the uh, digital version of it on sale in Japan. I'm not sure if that has also been in the West or not. I mean, we this game has been on sale multiple times. Um, in the past, so I would imagine that it may be as well right now. Uh, with the big in Japan sale, I think it is one of those titles. I'm not sure what the price is on it, though. But an excellent, excellent game. I really loved playing back through it, and um, it sold well. So now if we could just get <laughs> Tales of Arise. Uh, speaking of Tales, uh, if you are a Crunchyroll subscriber, you can check out the... Um, Tales of Fantasia anime. Um, I believe they're saying that this is going to be... Yeah, it's now available on the streaming service. You can watch both the dubbed and subtitled version in the U.S. and Canada. So if you are a fan of that or just want to check it out and you have Crunchyroll, you can do that right now. Uh, seems like every week, or we're talking, or I guess every month, we're talking about a new JRPG coming to Xbox Game Pass, 
And uh, in addition to some other titles, uh, in do, 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 let's see, when's it coming out? February 18th. Ooh, <laughs> today. You can get Code Vein. So that's pretty cool. This is for PC. Um, I'm not sure how all this works out with the <laughs> Xbox Game Pass, but it's the PC version of it, I, I guess. I'm not sure. Anyway, you can get that right now. And I'm sure next month we'll be talking about, uh, you know, another one. Uh, if you've been holding out for a physical edition in Europe of Brigadine, the legend of Runeira, um, it's coming uh, for PlayStation 4 and Switch. They will have a physical edition of it. What is that? In April. Um, not sure the exact date, but it's currently available digitally worldwide. The European gamers will have a chance to get a physical copy of it. Um, no word outside of Europe for a physical edition of it, but I'd have to imagine that was... Uh, Coming soon. Uh, okay, yeah, in North America, Limited Run Games released the Limited Physical Edition, so maybe they've still got a couple copies or may make another run of that um, here pretty soon. Um, we're getting very close to release of Persona 5 Strikers, as me and Dalton uh, talked about. Uh, they had their latest trailer called Liberate Hearts come out a few days ago. And uh, when is that... Uh, they're doing that live stream. I think it's either today or tomorrow to kind of go on, you know, get people psyched up and ready for its February 23rd release on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC via Steam. Um, I have not actually ordered mine yet. I've been kind of waiting um, and was looking at it. And I don't know if I covered this before. I'm assuming that I did. But... Uh, Best Buy actually has a Steelbook case version of it, so I'm going to uh, pony up and, and get that version of it because wow, it's the same price. Sure, I wouldn't mind having a uh, Steelbook Persona 5 Strikers next to my Steelbook Persona 5 and uh, Royal, so that'll look real nice. So if you've not already ordered it or if you can cancel and get it right fast from, game, from uh, Best Buy if you would rather, you can um, do that, hopefully, if they've still got stock left. You know, a wise man once said that Goonies never die. Well, apparently the same is true for Final Fantasy XIV. So in a recent interview with the Washington Post, uh, <laughs> Yoshi P, that's uh, Naoko Yoshida, uh, was active, asked about the future of the game, and um, he suggested that uh, Final Fantasy XIV may never end as long as people keep returning. He also suggested there's at least another five years of content for the game. So that's pretty encouraging, uh, to say the least. I guess that was probably the assumption. Um, as, I mean, shoot, Final Fantasy XI is still a thing all these years later. So why not have it still going on, especially with... Uh, I'd have to imagine at some point it's going to, you know, continue on PlayStation 5 as opposed to PS4 or, you know, if we're talking five years from now, maybe uh, on to the next one. But, you know, that's if you are a longtime player of this series, that's what you want to hear is that there's more stuff coming and that you can continue enjoying it for a long time to come. 
there was a couple images released for the uh, mobile version of Yee's 6 online. Um, the arc of... I'm sorry, Don't you taught me how to say this name, but I don't know. I'm not going to even want to try. So Yee 6 online, there was six new images that came out for it. And um, it looks good. I'm just going to say it. The, the images look good. Okay? Uh, this is a mobile title coming into Japan sometime in spring 2021. No word if uh, it's ever going to come to the West. I'd say probably not. Um, you can pick it up on PC. Is that version uh, the version of the game was released back in 2015? Um, not sure the big differences in between this one and that one, but it does look to be updated with graphics and uh, taking advantage of. To be quite frank, the power of these new mobile devices is pretty extreme and uh, can make some some decent looking games. Uh, one final thing to mention about the upcoming Near Replicant game. Um, about a week ago, we got 10 minutes of new footage uh, from the Baron Temple. I guess that's a uh, location. Looks like it's in the desert. Um, you can check that out, of course, on our YouTube channel. Uh, the game looks so sweet in motion. It is everything that you would probably could hope for from a Near game. Of course, the game is coming out on April the 23rd, uh, worldwide, it'll be out the day before for PS4 and Xbox One and in Asia, and then the next day, the 23rd, in North America and Europe. Um, there was also word that uh, when it comes out, there will be some free DLC that will add weapons and weapon stories into the game. Um, so there was an image going along with that. So like each weapon has like a story behind it, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Um, usually you're lucky if you get anything about the weapon, but each one of these uh, weapons seems to be some sort of uh, detailed history to it to maybe, you know, connecting games at some point in time. Well, that would be pretty interesting as well. Uh, there was some new images that just came out today for the game. I'm going to put all those together into a little slideshow. You can check those out. Um, talking about two new characters called, one's called the King of Facade and the other one is Fyra. Uh, new locations include the village in the Northern Plains, um, the aforementioned Baron Temple. Uh, even showing off some of the combat uh, in these screenshots and it looks pretty <laughs> Pretty incredible, to say the least, as, as well as the magic that's going to come out in this game. And uh, the image shows off that uh, weapon story that I was talking about. Uh, you can look for all that stuff over on our YouTube channel, all the trailers we talk about each week, video versions of our podcasts, as well as archives of all of our live streams that we do each night, right now, we're still trying to plow through Atelier Rise 2 uh, before Strikers comes out in a couple days. I've got some work to do, but man, uh, more so than I really remember, maybe it's just taking me a bit longer to do, but you've got to hit the alchemy so hard in this game. You can spend an hour or two just kind of upgrading all your stuff, and each course, each time you get a a new one, you can try to upgrade it, new recipes to get better weapons. 
you spend as much time, if not more, in the alchemy part of it as you do in the actual game. And maybe you don't like that idea, but it's actually pretty cool. Instead of just going to a shop and buying new equipment, you get to make it yourself and really, you know, fine-tune it how you want. But yeah, I got some work to do before Strikers comes out. Um, as I mentioned before, we had a, had to put a pause on the... Um, on the live streaming during the day, I just don't really have the time for it right now. I'm trying to focus uh, on some areas and really define what it is that I want to do as far as that goes. And that's just not something I'm able to pursue at this point. I think we're always going to have the live streams at night. I may change up the where that's going to. I'm, I'm looking at Twitch and, and those possibilities, but there's a lot to be decided, and uh, whatever it is, it's going to be excited, exciting, and I hope you guys are along for the ride. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Over an hour this week, um, as me and Dalton just uh, we got to talk, and that's the way it goes some weeks. We'll be back again next week with a fresh new podcast for you guys. But uh, till then, my name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and every week. Don't forget to give us a review um, wherever you listen to this at. Like us on Facebook and Twitter and, of course, like our YouTube channel. And if you really like what we're doing here each and every week, if you consider supporting the podcast, you can do so through the link at the bottom of this, either through Anchor or through Patreon. I'd be happy to accept your support either way. So, till next week, guys, get back out there and level up. <laughs>